Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, my first guest this morning is a well-known food entrepreneur. He was the founder of the O'Brien Sandwich Bar chain and his current project is the Camille Thai Group, which has recently broadened its offering into Indian food. Plans are now afoot for a fresh €2 million Euro investment drive to fuel growth. And joining me now for more on this is Camille Thai founder and CEO Brody Sweeney. Morning, Brody. Good morning, Gavin. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. Where is this €2 million coming from and what are you going to use it for? Well, it's a uh, it's internal resources uh, mainly, and uh, it's it, to be honest, which we've invested most of it already in uh, four new Tindy uh, Indian uh, restaurants, which are in Dublin and in Sligo. So, why did you decide to go into Indian food? Um, it was uh, first of all, we seemed like it seemed like a big opportunity there. There are no kind of brandless Indian chains in Ireland, with the exception of one. Um, uh, but mainly because we have a, a number of franchisees in our system who are doing well with Camille, uh, but we're kind of full up with Camille. We don't have room to expand much more than where we are already. And we wanted to keep those franchisees engaged with us in the business uh, and to grow with us. And, and we were out of opportunities with Camille. So uh, we came up with the idea of a new Indian brand to give uh, an opportunity to, for them to grow with us. Okay, so so there's a couple of interesting things there. Just explain more what you mean when you say you are out of opportunities with Camille. Well, we can open a finite number of branches uh, in Ireland. Uh, We have about 40 uh, units uh, at the moment. We think that'll go to about 60 uh, over the next few years. And is is it just that the demand won't be there beyond that? Is that what you mean? Well, well, there's part, partly that that will have satisfied demand, but also in a, in a home delivery business, uh, each restaurant has its own catchment area, and uh, and the catchment areas are tend to be two or three miles. And uh, so, if you look at a city like Dublin with one point two, one point four million people, um, we're covering about ninety five percent of it at the moment, and so we don't need to put more outlets yeah. in to to give effective coverage. And you mentioned you saw the fact that there, you know, was only one other. Indian restaurant chain in the country as an opportunity for you guys. Tell us a bit more about that. What, what's the advantage of having a chain um, and, and why is that an attractive opportunity for you guys? Well, I think just to look at the opportunity for Indian food, um, Indian food is much bigger in the UK than in Ireland, but in Ireland it still uh, is about twice the size of the Thai uh, market, which uh, some people might be surprised to hear. Um, but there's about twice, uh, the spend on Indian food is about twice that there would be on Thai food. Um, obviously, we've done well in the Thai food sector, and we're looking at uh, an opportunity that's at least twice the size um, without any kind of organized competition in it. And so our idea, as we've done with Camille, of putting a brand in it and putting those kind of brand standards together in terms of the consistency of food preparation and, and the packaging and the marketing uh, and the organization operation of the business, that's the benefit, I think, that you bring against your independent kind of mom and pop type uh, operators. Yeah, and you, you kind of mentioned already you guys put a, a big emphasis on delivery and efficient delivery, and, and that's something I'm, I'm sure you'll be bringing to this. Is business up or down on last down. year? Because yeah, I, I presume yeah. the pandemic would have helped you. We had we had a good pandemic, unlike a lot of food service businesses, um, because people were at home, and uh, and home delivery was a huge growth sector. But in common with uh, businesses in that sector, including big giants like Deliveroo and Just Eat, uh, we're all having a, a much poorer year uh, this year. I think we're still substantially ahead of where we would have been in 2019 on a like-for-like basis. Um, but there's no doubt business is down. It's hard to adjust. Uh, I mean, it's a more normal environment, I guess, from our point of view, but none of us in business ever like to see your numbers down. 
And do you expect that there might be further trouble ahead? Obviously, we've got this cost of living crisis now and we can see in, in retail sales data and that that people are starting to cut back. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, a lot of patterns have changed for uh, for people in hospitality and in particularly in food service. Um, you know, the cities are not as busy and as vibrant as uh, as they once were. People have, uh, you know, are more comfortable eating at home, drinking at home. So there's a lot of, um, I would have, I'd say, a lot of disquiet in the in the industry at the moment. You know, a new pattern hasn't really emerged, uh, and a lot of businesses. You know, we see tourist businesses, for example, this summer where they had a a brilliant summer last summer with staycations uh, are having a much more difficult time this business that filters through into uh, restaurants and bars and, and pubs so i'd say it's very unsettled at the moment um uh, the industry as a whole and, and hard to see exactly where, you know where, how it's where it's going to settle and where it's going to go into the future in the short term how are you getting on in, in terms of the rise in input costs i mean i presume you're seeing it like like every other restaurant is and then you have the calculation to make okay how much of this am I going to be able to pass on how much can the market absorb so so maybe just talk a little bit about that I mean have you been able to recover everything or or you know have you kind of reached your limit or, or what's going on yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's no no question. We're not able to recover at all. I think it's it's a kind of tsunami uh, of you know rising input costs at the same time people have uh, less money to, uh, less money to spend. So our profitability, you know, as a percentage of sales, will definitely be impacted this year in a in a pretty big way. Um, yeah, we're very concerned about um, you know what. Uh, what we do and you know there doesn't seem to be any end in sight both in the input cost of raw materials you know uh, a product like chicken which would be our single biggest purchase is up about 50 percent uh, wow. from, uh, from 12 months ago it's a huge it's a huge cost um, and uh, at the same time um, we have uh, labor costs uh, you know essentially back at full employment very hard to keep our uh, our restaurants staff so there's been pressure on that side as well and we balance that <coughs> with a with a time where people just have less money to spend um, across the board, um, not any of us who are, you know, filling a, a tank for with central heating oil for the winter, you know, as an obvious example, can see the impact that has on on people's pockets. So it's a it's a dreadful time from uh, from operating a business point of view to see, you know, costs rising as as spending power uh, is declining. So no, we won't recover anything like uh, the costs. I mean, people, I think, have a. Yeah, have, uh, there's so much they can bear and I think we're probably there we feel we're there we always feel like that I mean you're always paranoid about putting prices up in any event but we feel like we're there and so yeah it'll, it'll dip okay. into profitability this year So you're facing this margin squeeze and um, you know it's always a, a tricky thing to deal with one of the things I suppose you could do and we've spoken about this on here before is can you bring in automation can you automate certain processes in the kitchen and, I, and, I, and we've spoken before about how you you were going to look at doing that so what's the latest on that have you been able to bring in robot chefs yeah we're 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 we're, we're continuing trialing to be honest with you it's 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 it sounds simple but it's technically quite complex so we're we're well in uh, well advanced in, in trials we've also as you're, you're aware i think been trialing drone deliveries with uh, with mana again they're kind of caught up um, in the short term with getting their um, regulatory approvals uh, for that uh, undoubtedly they will feed through to lower uh, to more efficient um, use of labor in the in the future um, and i think we also talked about that you know uh, there's no danger I, I think that you know people are going to become unemployed as a result of it it's they're just going to be re- redeployed into more yeah. <laughs> interesting uh, work but in th- that's more of a medium term fix than a short term fix so in the short term that's not making a huge amount of, of, of difference to us 
the trials that you have ongoing, I mean, I'm calling them robot chefs. I'm sure that's probably not the official name. What do these things actually do that, uh, you know, humans used to do? Well, if you think of um, if you think of a restaurant kitchen, it's one of the last bastions of um, of industry that hasn't really benefited from uh, automation. So, if you think about us cooking a, a meal on a wok, it's it's we do them one at a time with with a chef standing in front of a you know hot gas burner and flipping a wok pan one at a time. But the, the semi automation will do will, will automate that process where the actual act of flipping a wok can be mechanized, cool. uh, and and you can get your timing exactly right and your heat exactly right. So you kind of take the human error element out of it so where a chef could manage perhaps two rock w- walk rings at a busy period uh, with an auto walk they could manage four or five so you can see how that would feed through to uh, labor efficiency finally then Brody. i mean obviously you guys have a, a lot of challenges and we've discussed all those there are opportunities though as well and, and i know you've been uh, you know looking at doing some business in the uk just bring us up to date on on your plans for outside of ireland and how does one grow a new brand, uh, you know, in in a new market like like the UK or wherever? Well, with great difficulty is, is is the answer. But you know, when we open a new restaurant, we're interested in the immediate catchment around that area. So we have a fledgling business in uh, in London um, and uh, across different formats. Also, we've got we've had got a lot of success with uh, motorway services with Circle K here in Ireland. That format seems to. Uh, uh, to work really well and uh, we will open the first of two restaurants in Dublin Airport early next year with uh, with uh, SSP um, and so we uh, we have a lot of opportunities in uh, kind of broadening out the appeal of uh, Camille uh, but also in, in, in new countries as you say so in the UK uh, we're based in, in London um, we're opening restaurants if you like one at a time you're looking to serve that two three mile uh, catchment area out of it it's very difficult um, it's, 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 a, it's a highly competitive market and to give you an example, uh, we had a trial unit in Canary Wharf in London. If you were trying to order uh, Thai food in Canary Wharf, there was over 100 restaurants selling Thai food wow. offering to deliver to you. That's hard to break through, uh, hard to break through the noise and the, and the clutter of that. But we're committed to the UK and we're, we're, we're confident uh, that that is a, a good future for us. To give you an idea, if, if we have 40 units in Ireland with a population of whatever, five and a half million, the opportunity in a, a population of 60 million, you can just work that out for yourself. It's not hard um, to do that. We had some trials in the States as well. We've decided to halt those um, just because of the uncertainty around the whole industry. Um, so we've... Uh, We've paused those trials of cloud kitchens uh, in okay. the US and we intend to go back at that again in the near future. And, and, and just when you say the market is so saturated in the UK, I mean, how do you make people aware that you're even there? Is it, you know, targeted social media advertising within yeah, the catchment area? Is it yeah, leaflets? Exactly. What is it? It's all, it's, it's actually, you know, that kind of marketing um, is quite efficient. So if you're trying to catch the consumers in a two or three mile radius around your restaurant, that's kind of it, it, it efficient and achievable. Um, but it's it's mainly social media now. We still use the, the physical um, methods like leaflet drops and, and, and posters and billboards and sampling and all that kind of stuff. But it's hard to break through. Uh, <clears throat> there's no doubt about that. And uh, and particularly just just, just just a sheer number of competitors that you're dealing yeah. with. And even if they're not spending big money, there's hundreds of them chipping away um, and, and confusing the consumer it's not it's hard to emerge out of that Well I wish you the best of luck with it Brody. thanks very much for joining us this morning it's been a very very interesting chat that's Brody Sweeney there founder and CEO of Camille Thai Group 
Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.